Okay, so here's my question. Is ego a good thing, a bad thing, or just a thing? <laughs> well, this came up in a, a bit of an odd way, actually, during a Super Bowl commercial this year that turned into a bit of a controversial commercial. It was uh, something that was drawing a passage from a famous sermon from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. about something called the drum major instinct. And I got curious, not just about the small kerfuffle, but the actual sermon. And I went back and read it. And there's some really powerful thoughts. And I wanted to actually share a bit of that and a bit of my experience with this whole idea of the role of ego in doing good, doing bad, motivating us, shutting us down, and how it relates to this idea of the drum major instinct. Along with that, in our Good Life Science update today, really fascinating new research on over-the-counter pain medication, you know, like the things that you can buy in a local pharmacy, and how it affects, how it potentially dulls not just the pain that we're taking it for, but it may also dull our thinking and our emotions, our feelings at the same time. More on all of this in just a moment. I'm Jonathan Fields, and this is Good Life Project. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Good Life Project is brought to you by Understood Explains, a podcast that's like a beacon for parents navigating the special education system. Hosted by Juliana Urtube, a special education expert, this season is all about individualized education plans, or IEPs. Juliana breaks down complex topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP in a way that's easy to grasp. I checked out an episode of Understood Explains about the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, and I was struck by the balance of empathy and practical advice. It's not just about understanding the system. It's about empowering parents and caregivers to advocate for their children, which is just so important 
So I've known a number of people who've had to literally scramble to figure out how to advocate for their kids when the system seemed to just make it so hard to get the support that they need and deserve. So if you're a parent navigating this world or even just wondering if it's right for your family, I encourage you to give Understood Explains a listen. Search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. It's like having a roadmap for a journey you didn't expect, making it a little less daunting. And we're back with thoughts on this thing called ego and the need for praise and the, quote, drum major instinct. So almost 50 years ago, in February 1968, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. gave a sermon entitled The Drum Major Instinct, and that was based partly on a homily that was given about 15, 16 years earlier created by J. Wallace Hamilton. And in this, King identified sort of an alternative definition for greatness, which he built around service, and offered uh, sort of his idea of how this instinct can mess with our definition and pursuit of greatness in the world. Now, what did he mean by the drum major instinct? Well, when you read the sermon, it becomes pretty crystal clear pretty quickly that what we're talking about here is the sort of innate human impulse to seek praise, to seek recognition, to a certain extent to seek fame. And he acknowledged that this actually is a part of all of us, as I think we can probably all uh, go along with that. I know I'm raising my hand right here saying, well, yeah, I mean, it'd be kind of cool if that wasn't a part of me, but truth is it is. But what happened next was rather than he, you know, him saying, well, this is a bad thing, you need to extinguish it from who you are because it's all about ego gratification. And you know that is not the truest definition of greatness, of service, of what we're here to do. He actually went the other direction and acknowledged its existence, its sort of essential part of all of us, and invited people to recognize it, to stand in it, and then to harness it. So in his words, I want to read a little bit of this to you. So somewhere around the middle-ish of this sermon, King says, If you want to be important, wonderful. If you want to be recognized, wonderful. If you want to be great, wonderful. But recognize that he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. That's a new definition of greatness. And this morning, the thing that I like about it, by giving that definition of greatness, it means that everybody can be great. Because everybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and your verb agree to serve. You don't have to know about Plato and Aristotle to serve. You don't have to know Einstein's theory of relativity to serve. You don't have to know the second theory of thermodynamics and physics to serve. You only need a heart full of grace, a soul generated by love, and you can be that servant. So that's the end of the quote from uh, the middle of that sermon. So powerful. Is this a new idea? You know, that, that that's a new definition of greatness? No, but the what's so powerful to me about this is not that it's a new definition of greatness. The notion of service as greatness has in fact been around for thousands of years and is baked into ne- nearly every spiritual tradition. But what King is saying in addition to that, in, to me at least in this passage, is that we all have this instinct for recognition and attention and praise, right? We all have this ego part of us. 
And honoring that is not necessarily a bad thing. The ego is a part of what drives us to act. It's a part, sometimes a big part, of what gets us up off the couch. It plays no small part in the creation and launch of companies, movements, enterprises, bodies of work, you name it. Anything big, meaningful, and significant. There is power in harnessing this part of us. But the question is, to what end, right? And for how long? How do we integrate it with the rest of the drivers for us? So in the end, while this instinct it may serve as a powerful, inciting motivation, you know, if that becomes the central and sustained motivation for what you do, if it remains largely a source of pure ego gratification, if it's not joined by and eventually subsumed into a greater drive to express some bigger purpose or serve some bigger need, it leads not to greatness, but to obsession, to neuroses, to the need to control and dominate, to selfishness, to, to an ever-growing blindness to empathy, and an inability to cultivate and lead with compassion. It eventually leads us to becoming not larger, but smaller. So it's fine to work with and, and even harness this, you know, this quote, drum major instinct. It is a part of all of us. As King says, if you want to be recognized, wonderful. If you want to be great, wonderful. But to what end? And in service of what need? So I'm reminded also, when I, when I was thinking about this, I was reminded of famed uh, physicist and, and adored professor Richard Feynman, who, when offered the Nobel Prize for his work, uh, responded by saying, quote, I don't see that it makes any point that someone in the Swedish Academy just decides that this work is noble enough to receive a prize. I've already gotten the prize. The prize is the pleasure of finding a thing out, the kick in the discovery, the observation that other people use it. Those are the real things. The honors are unreal to me. I don't believe in honors. End quote from Feynman. So I think about my own life, about how often I lead or act because I want to be recognized for something. And, you know, thinking about this now, I'm 52, and I think that that drive actually probably was pretty front and center for a solid chunk of my life. I think it it led me to do a lot of things in the earlier part of my life. And of course, I'm still human, and this instinct remains a part of me. But it's also become a lesser part of my motivation to do anything. You know, before I decide to pick up the mantle of a project or endeavor or company or whatever it is, I don't think to myself, wow, how cool would it be to be known and adored and praised and to become famous for this or that? Instead, I think, wow, how cool would it be to be able to devote myself, to, to be able to spend a meaningful part of my work and my time doing this thing that for some reason... I'm compelled to do either as an expression of the essence of who I am or the manifestation of a desire to serve or maybe some blend of both. And if that leads me to become known for something, great. You know, I'm fine with that. But even if it never does, but my commitment to this pursuit leads to a level of success or accomplishment or mastery that simply allows me to do more of it, to wake up feeling on purpose and fully expressed, well, that's pretty awesome just as well. And if I can use, you know, potentially a touch of that drum major instinct to get me up off the couch to start doing something and then allow it to convert, 
you know, to, to become an, an, an alchemist of ego into something bigger. That's pretty cool too. And that brings me full circle to, uh, to Dr. King's words as he, as he wrapped up his famed sermon on the drum major instinct. And again, what's so sort of powerful and beautiful to me in part also is that this was given in 1968, right? 50 years ago, 50 years ago, these words are as powerful, as timeless as ever. And bringing his sermon to a close, King started to reflect on his own life and how he wanted to be remembered and how that plays into this idea of the drum major instinct. And I'll go back to quoting him as uh, towards the end here. It's a bit of a longer quote, but I just felt it was so powerful. I wanted to share it with you. So King says, every now and then, I guess we all think realistically about that day when we will be victimized with what is life's final common denominator. That's something that we call death. We all think about it. And every now and then I think about my own death and I think about my own funeral. And I don't think of it in a morbid sense. And every now and then I ask myself, what is it that I would want said? And I leave the word to you this morning. If any of you are around when I have to meet my day, I don't want a long funeral. And if you get somebody to deliver the eulogy, tell them not to talk too long. And every now and then I wonder what I want them to say. Tell them not to mention that I have a Nobel Peace Prize. That isn't important. Tell them not to mention that I have three or 400 other awards. That's not important. Tell them not to mention where I went to school. I'd like someone to mention that day that Martin Luther King Jr. tried to give his life serving others. I'd like for somebody to say that Martin Luther King Jr. tried to love somebody. I want you to say that day that I tried to be right on the war question. I want you to be able to say that day that I did try to feed the hungry. And I want you to be able to say that day that I did try in my life to clothe those who were naked. And I want you to say on that day that I did try in my life to visit those who are in prison. I want you to say that I tried to love and serve humanity. Yes. If you want to say that I was a drum major, say that I was a drum major for justice. Say that I was a drum major for peace. I was a drum major for righteousness and all of those other shallow things will not matter. I won't have any money to leave behind. I won't have the fine and luxurious things of life to leave behind, but I just want to leave a committed life behind. And that's all I want to say. And that's how he ends things. And what a fitting thought, what a fitting thought for the times that we're in, what a fitting thought for re-examining the impulses that drive us. What a powerful way to say that, yes, ego has a role. This drum major instinct has a seat at the table in our DNA, in our lives, in our social interactions, in our contribution to work and to society and to, to relationships and to family. We don't need to extinguish the fact that it's there. What we do want to do is examine it, examine why we feed it, examine how we use whatever influence becomes accumulated as a result of it, and examine whether that becomes the primary motivation to simply stroke ego rather than a source fuel for motivations that eventually become bigger than that and allow us to serve differently and to live and receive and give differently. So that's what I'm thinking about as I explore this week and maybe something to invite you to think about. I will link actually to the full 
text of the sermon in the show notes for anyone who wants to dive into it. Of course, Dr. King was also a man of faith. So there are references to God and to Jesus. And I'm not super faithful. I'm spiritual. And that is not the faith I was brought up in. And yet the words of the text uh, are equally powerful no matter where you come from, what faith or spiritual tradition or non-spiritual tradition um, you buy into or don't buy into. It's about the idea, the bigger idea and the instinct and how we harness parts of ourselves that can, on the one hand, turn ugly, but on the other hand, mind differently, be really powerful and beautiful. Really excited to share today's Good Life Science update with you also. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Good Life Project is sponsored by Lexus GX. So have you ever owned something that inspired you to just up your game? For me, it was this high-end mountain bike. I love the ultralight frame, the suspension, the precision gearing, and I realized it deserved to be ridden to its full potential. So I started training harder so I could experience the joy it could give back to me. And it paid off. That bike helped me discover just new levels of performance and straight up joy. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Imagine tackling rugged landscapes with the available 33-inch all-terrain tires and multi-terrain select, then unwinding with the available front-row massaging seats. This is a vehicle that inspires you to go further to live up to its full potential. So why settle? Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Good Life Project is sponsored by NetSuite. So I remember when our businesses were just starting to really scale. It was amazing and also added complexity and stress. And the things that I used to do in hours were taking days, too many spreadsheets, too many systems, no single source of truth. If that sounds familiar, you should know these numbers. 37,000. 25 and 1. 37,000 businesses have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And 1. Because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth, manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in 
in one place. And right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash goodlife. That's netsuite.com slash goodlife to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash goodlife. And we are back with today's Good Life Science Update. As always, if you're new to the podcast, these are shorter segments where I share my science geekery with you. I'm constantly devouring knowledge, research. I love learning. It's always one of my top strengths when I take strengths assessments. And I like to devour data and research and see if I can share it with you, especially research that helps us live better lives. And this week... I'm sharing uh, some really fascinating research around over-the-counter pain medications. So this was a research that is actually out in a publication called Policy Insights from the Behavioral and Brain Sciences. And I will, as always, link to the detail so that you can dive into it yourself if you want. In this research, the investigators studied a bunch of other research, so it's a bit of a meta-study, on over-the-counter pain medication, you know, the stuff we buy for headaches, joint pains, aches, stuff like that. And here's what's really fascinating about it. What's fascinating is that most of us, we take this stuff because we have some sort of physical pain. You know, we banged our elbow, we banged our knee, we've got a headache, we've got a tight shoulder, whatever it may be. And, you know, often, you know, it, it affects, it's effective on some level for many people at either, you know, like, temporarily eliminating or dulling, dulling the physical sensation of pain. And I think it's probably safe to say most of us assume that that's, that's what it does. You know, that is the extent to what it does. What this research showed through an analysis of a whole bunch of prior papers was that these over-the-counter pain medications may well not just dull physical pain, they may dull your thinking processes and your ability to feel. They basically may drop you not just into a gray zone for physical pain, but they may also drop you into a gray zone for emotions and for thinking. And if you factor that in, <laughs> I don't think many of us really think about it and I don't think many of us want that. So it gives you another reason to sort of ask a question. So some of the things that they discovered you know, when comparing people who took over-the-counter doses of one particular NSAID or non-steroidal, what was that short for again? Non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, over-the-counter pain medications, that they reported actually less feelings of emotional pain. Um, they were given an opportunity to actually be excluded from something, social exclusion, or they were, they were invited to write about a time where somebody in their lives um, turned their back on them, betrayed them. And here's what's really fascinating about this. Women and men had a, a diametrically opposite response. So when women took these over-the-counter pain medications and they were put through these you know, like moments where they felt social exclusion or they had to reflect on a time when they were betrayed in some way, they reported actually a lessening of emotional pain in response to that. So the over-the-counter pain medication actually helped them not feel as much pain from this. Men, on the other hand, show the exact opposite. They felt more pain from this situation when they were taking over-the-counter pain medications. 
How did this affect things like empathy? Well, another study that they reviewed showed that actually um, people who took a different over-the-counter pain medication tended to actually be less bothered when they were told about somebody else who was enduring some level of hardship or struggle or physical pain or emotional pain, they kind of cared less. So they actually felt less empathy towards others. So taking over-the-counter pain medications created a feeling where you actually sort of had less empathy to others who were going through something hard from emotional to physical pain. Really fascinating. Over-the-counter pain medication could have an effect on your empathy. Who would have thought, right? A third part of the investigation pointed to research that showed that people cared less when they were forced to give up something that they owned. Normally, we get pretty attached to possessions. What they showed was that um, certain people actually, um, when, uh, when told to, to sell stuff that they owned, put a lower price point on, on the things that they had that they had to sell when they had, were uh, taking over-the-counter pain medication than when they weren't. They actually valued them less and were more willing to let them go at a cheaper price. How, how would that affect you in just everyday working scenarios or negotiations? Really fascinating. And then another part of what they discovered was that folks who were taking these things also and they made more mistakes in when they were involved in games that involved uh, sort of cognitive task performance and stuff like that. So it actually kind of dulled their intelligence and their problem solving, their task solution systems. So this is really fascinating, right? The lead researcher in this particular study actually uh, offered, um, and I'm quoting, in many ways, the reviewed findings are alarming. Consumers assume that when they take an over-the-counter pain medication, it will relieve their physical symptoms, but they do not anticipate broader psychological effects, end quote. Really fascinating. Something to think about and certainly something that uh, probably bears a bit more research. Of course, does that mean that if you have a raging headache or something where you need to, you know, alleviate physical pain and you have something readily available that may well do it, you know, I'm, I'm guessing you're probably still going to do it. But I think it's really fascinating to know that these substances may well dull not just the physical pain, but also our thought processes and our emotions. Something to explore. Hope as always you found that interesting. I'm always on the hunt for fascinating stuff. If you guys find th something that, uh, or interesting research or studies, Always feel free to share those with me. You can find me at Jonathan Fields pretty much anywhere online. And I will always be back next week sharing more science geekery and other things with you. I'm Jonathan Fields signing off for Good Life Project. Hey, thanks so much for listening. And thanks also to our fantastic sponsors who help make this show possible. You can check them out in the links we've included in today's show notes. And while you're at it, be sure to click on the subscribe button in your listening app so you never miss an episode and then share the Good Life Project love with friends. Because when ideas become conversations that lead to action, that's when real change takes hold. See you next time. Good Life Project is sponsored by Lexus GX. So have you ever owned something that inspired you to just up your game? 
for me, it was this high-end mountain bike. I love the ultralight frame, the suspension, the precision gearing, and I realized it deserved to be ridden to its full potential. So I started training harder so I could experience the joy it could give back to me, and it paid off. That bike helped me discover just new levels of performance and straight-up joy. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Imagine tackling rugged landscapes with the available 33-inch all-terrain tires and multi-terrain select, then unwinding with the available front-row massaging seats. This is a vehicle that inspires you to go further to live up to its full potential. So why settle? Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com